Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is my earnestly contending letter for September 2021. I've titled this earnestly contending letter, The Enduring Example of Sodom and Gomorrah. The world is totally awash in sexual perversion. There is no shame. It's bold and in your face, and it's everywhere. We expect that of the world, for after all, the world is the world. What defines the world system is rebellion against God, even the very order of nature as ordained by God. But true Christians who recognize the truth and authority of God's word are set apart in their commitment to sexual fidelity as ordained of God. Hebrews 13.4, marriage is honorable among all and the bed undefiled. But fornicators and adulterers God will judge. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality. Sexual perversion is not the only trait of depravity, but it is certainly a leading one as seen in many of the various sin lists that are given in the New Testament. Romans 1 follows the downward spiral of depravity to where rebellion against God demonstrates itself in immoral perversion that is even contrary to nature, Romans 1, 26 and 27. And this perverted thinking is clearly linked with idolatry, Romans 1, 25. Idolatry and immorality are consistently linked together. Paul writes, for this you know that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Ephesians 5.5 5. Although the Bible so, is so very clear on the issue of sexual sin, the church, air quotes, the church at large is confused and seemingly unclear on the issue. John MacArthur writes, there is a massive movement in the church today to normalize homosexual behavior, a relentless attempt to provide appeasement for the fierce guilt of unchecked lust and rebellion. End quote. In his little booklet, What the Bible Says About Homosexuality, page 2. But God has not mumbled or been unclear on the issue of sexual perversion. Early in the Bible in Genesis, God expressed himself very clearly in relation to the great sinfulness of Sodom and Gomorrah. Genesis 13, 13 says, But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. End quote. In judgment, God wiped Sodom and Gomorrah so far off the face of the earth that until recently it was hard to find any trace of them. However, in recent days, scientists are now saying that evidence suggests that about 3,700 years, uh, 3, years ago, a meteor or comet must have exploded over the Middle East, wiping out human life across a great swath of the territory near the Dead Sea. They have discovered pottery there with zircon in it that requires a temperature of 7,230 degrees Fahrenheit. This is consistent with Genesis 19.24, which says, Then the Lord rained brimstone and fire on Sodom and Gomorrah from the Lord out of the heavens. Fast forward to the New Testament. 
we find there that God has not changed his position on the issue of sexual perversion. In fact, he intends that his wiping out of Sodom and Gomorrah be an enduring example of his eternal judgment that comes upon all who live this way. 2 Peter 2.6 And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemn them to destruction, making them an example to those who should to those who would afterward live ungodly. Jude 7, <clears throat> As Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities around them in similar manner to these, having given themselves over to sexual immorality, you wouldn't have to wonder what their sin was, their great sin, having given themselves over to sexual immorality and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Jude 7. The downward spiral of depravity in Romans 1 concludes with verse 32 saying, quote, Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Again, John MacArthur writes, Quote, there was a time when I might have said that Western culture was somewhere in the latter half of that long downward spiral. Today I'm convinced we are squarely in verse 32, especially when you consider the way the world is dominated by depraved minds that heartily approve of the surrounding corruption and evil. Again, uh, this quote is from what the Bible says about homosexuality, page 10. Thought. God's view of sin has not changed, and neither have the consequences. This is Pastor Dwight J. Oswald earnestly contending.